Welcome back to Nuclear Heat here on 93.7 The Ticket, our weekly wrestling show as we review the latest and greatest from WWE in the week. We are currently reviewing Raw. We've been through about half of the episode, and we'll go ahead and just pick up where we left off. I'm Jake Bachman, your host of Nuclear Heat, along with Nuclear Heat contributor Aggie Pena. Uh, let's jump into this. Cody Rhodes makes his uh, big, um, I, I guess it's not a return, but uh, it feels like a return because of the crowd just loves him every time he comes out there. In any case, he's got the mic in the middle of the ring, and he announces that he will enter the Royal Rumble, being the first to do so, and and, and mentioned that he wanted to finish the story. Um, as that happens, the music, uh, the, uh, excuse me, the lights turn off. Uh, you go to the video board, and you have Shinsuke Nakamura. So we finally know who Shinsuke Nakamura has been targeting and talking about these last couple of weeks. Uh, as he as he uh, kind of talked, he feuded a little bit with some other teams, but he was always still focused on one person. And we found out who that was uh, as uh, Cody Rhodes gets a face full of red mist. Shinsuke goes ahead and leaves. What do you think about this next feud? And was this the way to get it started for Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke? Um, I, I mean, it's fine. Um, you know, we all know Cody Rhodes is winning the Royal Rumble. So him being the first entrance, um, you know, that's fine. As long as they make him entry number one. He's got in order mm. to win it all, he's got to be number one, and he's got to pin ev- or he's got to eliminate every single person to to earn our respect. Oh, that's just that's just my booking <laughs> on that. But um, I, wouldn't that be entertaining? I think that'd be fun. Uh, that'd be a good way for him to earn it. But you know, I thought it was okay. Um, I always thought the Shinsuke, you know, who he was going after. I did not think it was going to be Cody Rhodes. That was kind of the furthest from my mind because Cody is setting up for you know this big Royal Rumble um, run you know, that we assume is going to pay off with him, you know, facing, winning it and, and facing Roman Reigns. And then Shinsuke has kind of just been lost, you know, because uh, he had that feud with Seth Rollins that kind of flamed out towards the end. Um, it, it was fine. You know, it, it was it was good. Um, I expect um, they're both good in the ring. So they're going to be good matches. I think it'll be a good story. Um, I expect if they have like four or five matches that Cody's going to win four of them, you know, they'll win whatever that is, like 80% of the matches that comes through. There'll be one surprise in there, but you know, this is fine. I mean, it's a good filler for Cody for right now. Um, Shinsuke used to have some credibility to him. He's still great on the ring. Still one of the best entrances in the, you know, in the game, but you know, I, I thought they could have done a little bit better with it. Yeah. I think, I think it's a good move for uh, heel Shinsuke and it does give Cody Rhodes something to do. Like you said, mm-hmm. I, I think we know who's going to come out on top on this feud, but at the same time, Cody's just been kind of in, and part of my problem with his booking is basically since Brock Lesnar, as far as I can yeah. remember, he's just kind of been resident good guy, make the save, help Sammy when he's in trouble, just just kind of not really feuding with anybody, and they just didn't really have much form, just other than come out every week to this giant pop, talk in the ring for a little bit, and be a good guy against Judgment Day or, or whatever the case needed to be that night. Uh, as we mentioned, just the, a couple like last week, he saved... Um, uh, um, LA Knight, yeah, kind of out. I mean, he's just kind of the, the good guy, WWE, yeah. if anybody's causing trouble. Um, so this actually, actually gives him something to do. So I think that will be good. Uh, and uh, and 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 be interesting. I, I don't know if I'm like you, believe that he is a lock to win the Royal Rumble. If he does, I will riot and I will stop <laughs> doing this show. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm not that don't, much. Don't, I, I, don't say that. We just started. <laughs> I'm not that much against Cody Rhodes. I just. I was very disappointed by last year's Royal Rumble mm-hmm. where they told you going into the to the match um, for like three weeks that he was going to win it, and then he did. And there's just no surprise to it. So I kind of like there to be a little bit of surprise to it. And uh, I 
I like that they're at least going to build that up if they have him kind of get into the final four and yeah. then get eliminated. That could kind of be a big moment, or anytime he's eliminated during the match, that would be interesting. But, uh, of course, that's if he makes it. Yeah. Shinsuke is going to try his best uh, to prevent him from making the Royal Rumble. Uh, <laughs> next matchup we have was Big Bronson Reed in Ivar. They battled to a double countout as they no longer care about the match because their feud is so hot they just want to <laughs> beat each other up. Uh, and uh, it's two big guys, and I, I thought the you know entertaining enough match. Uh, I probably would have just went with a finish. I don't know if there's a long term interest in this match. To be fair, um, you know my view from the outside might not be the views of the, the people that were there because they love seeing. I'm like alive. I'd watch Bronson Reed and Ivar yeah. battle every night. Like mm -hmm. I think there could be a few that that maybe has some some run to it. Um, but just I don't know. To me, there was just the part missing was maybe the acting from the guys. Yeah. Because there just wasn't the facial expressions. The, the feud hadn't, to me, reached a boiling point to where you don't care about the match. You just want to get at the other guy. And the other thing is I think Bronson Reed got tired yeah. during the match. There was like two spots where he's like supposed to pick up Ivar or do some move, and they just kind of didn't get it done and then went with something else out there. Um, so I think that also hurt is that the two guys were tired by the time they got to the double countout portion of the scheduled match. So kind of really sloppy. I love two big men fighting. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Land of Giants in WWE. Um, and I just on paper, I love this. I, I kind of like Ivar getting a push because he can. he's pretty nimble mm -hmm. for being that big. To me, this just didn't deliver, but the crowd loved it. How did yeah. it do for you? I thought, like like you said, if I would have been there, it would have been great. You know, these are the fun ones to match. You can hear the, you know, the, the bodies hitting together, you oh, know, yeah. every hit, um, you know, all those spots that they're supposed to do. But, yeah, they, they just, these, you know, these guys are supposed to be in the best shape of their lives, you know, to, to put on these performances. And as I was going to note that Bronson Reed looked winded, you yeah. know, at times. He just looked like he, he couldn't do the whole match. Um. So just by this first match, I think I think Ivar is going to come out. Got has got to come out on top of this because I feel like he's going to carry this. Um, you know, if there is somebody that's going to carry it, it's gonna, it's going to be him. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a fine a fine match. Um, I thought this was going to be a match I was going to you know my bathroom break or something. But yeah. I, I found myself actually, you know, I waited, I watched it, and I was like, okay, that was actually pretty entertaining. That wasn't that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, so you know, this feud, I could maybe see it one two more matches, um, and then I think it you know, you, you got to move on from there. Does Ivar has have a chance as a singles push as a Viking Raider? Is that that gimmick that does, that's not, that doesn't, that's tough as a yeah. singles competitor, I think. Well, it's just, he did. They, uh, how am I going to say this? They just haven't been presented as winners to us. You know, it's, yeah. they've always been like the enhancement talent, you know, the, the throwaways, you know, the, if they're, if they're, if there's a, a tag team match, you know, or a triple threat or something, they're always the team that takes the pin. So it's always hard for a guy to come out from that, I think. And yeah, dressed as a Viking Raider, kind of that whole thing. It Their entrance is fun. You know, everything about them seems fun, but I, I think they're just like a, you know, that fun for the kid act. You know, yeah. I don't think they're a serious, okay, this guy can get a belt type of act. Yeah, you always kind of wonder, like, what do, what do they do on a Wednesday night? Like, are they, <laughs> are they dressed up as Vikings? Are they hanging out in Valhalla's backyard around the campfire? Or, you know, what's kind of going on uh, once they can turn the Viking thing off a little bit? Uh, but uh, we'll kind of see. And Valhalla is also just kind of intriguing. She just she has a very good look. Um, but I don't know. She just it, It's part of, like you said, the presentation. They never, yeah. you know, sometimes she can distract. But there's nothing to her that's, like, over, like, the look 
looks a lot scarier than anything she's ever done outside of it. Yeah, and honestly, I forgot that she was the third member of the Riot Squad. Yeah, she was in with her first, Yeah, she was the, but unfortunately, she was the one that took all the pins. You know, she yeah. was that third member. Um, but no, she looks great. You know, when they brought her back, I was kind of like, man, she, she's got that look. You know, she really looks like a Viking. Um, but I. I agree with you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with this on, on this one. You know, I don't know what their success can be. I wish them all the best on it, but you know, like I said, I feel like they're more for the kids, you know, that entertainment part of it, opposed to being a a legitimate contender for anything. Yeah. And you always got to remember that again, as we talk, um, there's different audiences and different uh, acts for those audiences. And and I think you're right there. Uh, The next matchup we had was Nia Jax and Zoe Stark. Zoe actually asking for this match in the up in the back as Nia Jax obviously goes around in the locker room like she always does and says, I can beat anybody despite taking a loss the previous week. Uh, <laughs> but that's what she was doing. Um, but she's got her excuses. She always looks, obviously, uh, overwhelming when she goes up against one of the bigger uh, women on the roster, uh, one of the most imposing women. And that's why the Annihilator, Annihilator I think, is a pretty good finish, uh, kind of paying homage to some of her family's uh, work there before in the corner of a ring. She ultimately did do the Annihilator on Zoe for the victory. Um, were you interested in this match? And do you think they did the right uh, booking here? Are they, is this a feud or is this over? Um, th- this better be a feud because as we talked about in war games, I was very impressed with Zoe Stark and then they feed her to Nia Jax. Um, so I was very disappointed by the outcome of it. You know, Zoe Stark, I think she's still pretty young. Um, whereas Nia Jax, you know, was fired, brought back, you know, I think it's just kind of here, here to give, you know, a, a good heel run before she's maybe done again. Um, it's got to be a feud. It's got to be a mini feud here to, and they, and they got to get Zoe Stark over. Um, I know you're a fan of Nia Jax. I'm not, um, she, she, I'm not a fan of Nia Jax, but it, 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 it's always impresses me when somebody can pin her, when somebody can beat her just because of, you know, the physicality that she brings in, um, to the match. And she's a great heel. I'll give you that because she actually hurts people in real life, you know, (laughs) Um, um, (laughs) on there, but they got to push Zoe Stark. I mean, I think she's she's starting to prove a little bit, you know, that she can hang around with, with you know, some of the best out there as in Rhea. You know, I thought that was a good match. Um, but, man, you can't have her lose like this right after having a strong showing like that. Yeah, unless it's just to have Nia Jax immediately go after Rhea mm-hmm. and show that, you know, she's kind of the next in line because she's earned it. Um, I think this could be a feud where we eventually see Zoe Stark get uh, get the best of it. Might might be one of those kind of can, can you finally beat her type of things. So maybe Nia Jax has to win a few before Zoe gets one uh, to ultimately end the feud. Uh, and then they both kind of can have their ways to go about and feeling up on top. Uh, let's move on to the next segment. Seth Rollins comes out to the ring um, and kind of talks about what he wants to do. Always does a good job of getting the audience going and always does a good job of eventually getting back to the point that he wants to be a fighting champion. Um, Drew McIntyre comes out. Um, surprising to see him. Obviously, he had a shot at Seth Rollins in the last couple of months. And says he wants another uh, opportunity. Rollins says he unfortunately already talked to management and has uh, Jay Uso lined up for a matchup next week. McIntyre didn't like that, so he attacks Seth Rollins. Jay Uso comes out to make the save. Um, interesting storytelling here. Obviously, Jay versus Seth will be face versus face next week. Um, how do you kind of feel like all of this feels? Because Drew McIntyre, obviously, coming out of the War Games loss. Um, at least kind of has a place. He's still 
in this kind of uh, Izzy turning heel type of thing, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, they still had Sami Zayn go back and talk to him and set up next week's match uh, where he's saying, like, hey, you don't have to do this. I've been through this, you know, type of yeah. thing. And it feels like Drew's already turned heel to the point. <laughs> I mean, to the point that he's in Judgment Day with War Games. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they're still kind of telling that story of, like, is he going to be a bad guy or not? I, when I, I Like, coming into that, I thought, yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, well, and it was kind of weird because when he came out, he kind of still had some of the heel to him, but he it was a civil conversation, you know, yeah. I, I felt like with Seth Rollins. Handshake. Yeah, so respect, that's, yeah. that's weird to me, you know. And then it was really just the whole, oh, Jey Uso gets a shot. Oh, now I'm mad. You know, now I'm going to do yeah. this and that. I'm confused by Jey Uso getting a shot at the title. Um, they haven't really mentioned anything about it. Um, you know, what are they going to do with it? You know, I think it could be a great match because I think Jay and Seth can, you know, put on a great story. You know, they'll put on a great match. But... You know, what's his payoff going to be? You know, is this because right now the story for Jay Uso is he's trying to rebuild all the bridges that he burned while yeah. in the bloodline. So is this now going to be one of those arcs where he starts to accidentally break them because, you know, the, the matches he's put in. Um, but Drew McIntyre needs to go full heel. <laughs> he, yeah. he can't do this in between thing because he's one of those guys that I mean, he's what, six foot six, just built, you know, like like Arnold Schwarzenegger was back in the 80s. Um you got to push a guy like that to be a heel, you know, not have him talk as much, let him swing that sword, you know, maybe hit somebody with it every once in a while. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, I'm just joking. We can't have that. Yeah. Um, that, that'd be bad. I can't be on television. Um, but you know, go from there. I, I'm just a little confused on this, on this storytelling here. I know Drew's still going to be a playmaker. So I think this is kind of just setting up ultimately to be like a, a Drew versus Jay, you know, possibly like at WrestleMania or, or Royal Rumble. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, it's interesting that Seth has now, you know, he's allowing Jay, he's kind of getting his friends involved in this. He's allowing Jay to get an opportunity. He already gave Sammy an opportunity. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it kind of further tells the story that he's a fighting champion. Mm -hmm. But like you said, like, why is it, you know, how is it earned? Just because they're buddies with Seth Rollins now? I, you know, I, I don't know if that, that shows that they should be the next guys up, but. Um, we'll get that match, and I think you'll have kind of a similar thing. Um, maybe McIntyre comes out and ruins Jay's opportunity, yeah. but um, I would say a similar thing that we had with uh, Rollins and 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 Sammy, where it was just a heck of a match, but you know who's going to get the win yeah. all along. Mm -hmm. uh, another match uh, that comes up here on Raw, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven against Tegan Knox and Natalia. Tegan Knox and Natalia, of course, have earned this. Uh, they were the number one uh, contenders for the championship and it's kind of weird. I, I feel like at some point, you know, we, we talked about this, that when they kind of went through the, the when they earned that is that the, the, the tag team, just division in, in the WWE isn't the greatest, mm -hmm. but I was, I was kind of waiting for Chelsea Green and Piper Niven to lose here. To my surprise, Niven cross body, uh, uh, cross bodies, Tegan Knox and Penzer. And uh, I, I, that cross body, by the way, looks brutal uh, when she does do it. That's one positive to Piper Niven. But um, again, I mean, four women in the match, Chelsea Green shines above all of them. Yep. Oh, 100%. It, it's her show right now, you know, on that. Um, I, I was not surprised because I don't think you can give Natalia a belt at this moment. You know, mm -hmm. she's not over with the fans anymore. You know, she's kind of just, oh, yeah, you've been with the company for 25 years. You know, let, let's give you a match. And, and, I know Chelsea Green and Piper Niven are kind of a really weird combo, but they're kind of a comedy. They're funny, you know, whereas Tegan Knox and Natalia, they feel very forced. There's no yeah. reason for them to be together um, other than, you know, management thought, oh, let's put these two together. Um, but I, I thought I thought Chelsea Green, 
phenomenal. You know, she's she's really good. She's so funny. You know, she's somebody when she comes on the screen, I'm like, okay, that you know, I you know, she she's fun. She's entertaining. Yeah. And then Piper's kind of just in the background. You know, that's fine. Um, but I think they're 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 doing a decent job with it. I just wish they had maybe better competition to go against. Um, somebody maybe more realistic, you know, that has a chance at taking their title. Because I know you said you were surprised, but I I thought I was like, there's no way that they're losing their belt. Well, I, I'm only surprised because of how poorly the, the oh, belts have yeah. been booked over the years. And that I think that they finally might have something here in Chelsea Green. I'm not as high as you on the pairing with Piper Niven. I mean, it's fine. She's the muscle. It's, it's a story that's been told over and over in, in tag team wrestling. Um, I just, I, it's still to me is just the, the drop off. I don't think they'll, I don't think Chelsea green and Piper Niven in, in my eyes is ever going to have the ceiling of Chelsea green and Sonia Deville. So oh, it's, yeah. it's going to just be hard for me, but ultimately, I mean, they've had the belts for a long time. That's another reason why I just kind of thought maybe this is the time they take them off of them to build Tegan Knox, to give Natalia something to do. Um, but I, like you, I mean, I'm glad they didn't, I'm glad they stuck with Chelsea green. She is much must watch TV uh, right now for, in my viewing for, mm. for WWE. Uh, move on to the next next match where Randy Orton defeats Dirty Dom. This was not without help from Jelly Roll, who was sitting ringside <laughs> alongside Clay Travis. I don't know if you noticed, he was in the Matt Rule era or area where you know Matt Rule, if you remember, was sitting right behind uh, ringside as well when they visited Lincoln. Clay Travis was doing that, but Jelly Roll was very much featured throughout this uh, throughout this show here in Nashville. Um, and by the way, he had a back, backstage segment where he was with a lot of the tag teams, and he just overshadowed all of them. Yeah. He looks like he could be a wrestler. He's, he's big. He's a yeah. big guy. <laughs> he's a big guy. So uh, kind of interesting. Jelly Roll ultimately pushes J.D. McDonough. Uh, kind of helps Randy as, as he's kind of battling McDonough and Dirty Dom at the same time, but uh, it ultimately defeats them. Um, any other thoughts kind of from this match? Um, no, I thought it was a, a decent match, um, you know, in there. Um you know, Randy looks great. I think, you know, I don't really think there's really much rust. And I think, I think it's funny watching him kind of take on Dom um, the way he did. I thought that was a good first match back for him. Um, and JD Madonna, I think is doing a good job of trying to be a distraction, you know, but it's, it's not working out for them. Um, and I'll admit to you, I know who Jelly Roll is, but I've never heard one of his songs. So <laughs> yeah. I, I instantly I knew who he was. Though. I'm like, oh, that's Jelly Roll. But if you ask me to say one, one word from a song of his, I, I, I don't know any of them, but I thought it's it's always fun when they get the celebrities, you know, to kind of interact and they show them on the screen a lot. Well, I think it's funny, too, because the the broadcast team too mentioned like Jelly Roll was featured on a song uh, that we had for one of our paper premium live events in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he was like featured. He wasn't like the main. Yeah. Guy. It was just kind of like. Okay, I, you might have just passed over that. You didn't have to really tell <laughs> us that he was also in one of the songs that you that you mentioned. But uh, yeah, kind of interesting. You know, I I I I'm back and forth on on whether you have guys, you know, battling. Uh, I just don't like outsiders coming in and get the best of wrestlers. Yeah. I think it kind of downplays uh, that to a degree, but it does get social media rolling and, and Jelly Rolls fans excited. So uh, maybe you get a few more fans from there. By the way, G.D. McDonough also um, earlier in the night, and I don't know how you feel about this, Our truth made his return, um, <laughs> and uh, he's always comical. I didn't necessarily like him running into Judgment Day and Judgment Day just being like, hey, this guy is crazy, and he's yeah. in our locker room, and he's he's got donuts everywhere. Um, and ultimately, J.D. McDonough says he'll take care of truth. Where do you think that's headed? <laughs> I have no idea because isn't our truth like 50-something years old? Yeah. He's been in the WWE since like the year I was born, I want to say. Um, the, the funny thing about it, did you notice what kind of donuts he was eating? Mm -mm. 
jelly filled donuts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they think yeah. the jelly rolled donuts. Um, our <laughs> truth is great comedy wise. Um, he makes me laugh all the time, but, but I have no idea where they're going with this one. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what does our truth do besides be a comedy act? Besides come out and announce that uh, Paul Heyman is going to, you know, be in the, the Royal Rumble, you know, so yeah. he's going to pin him, um, <laughs> call himself the 24 7, 7 11, you know, 24 champ. Um, he's a great comedy act, but. I mean, if J.D. McDonough loses to R-Truth, I'm going to be like, all right, what what are we doing here yeah. with the Judgment Day? Because, like I said, I love R-Truth, but he has no business beating anybody right now. Well, and it's interesting because obviously you can get kind of the fun pop. Uh, McDonough's kind of starting to fall in the category with uh, with Dirty Dom, where the fans just don't like him. Obviously, yeah. he's one of the more unlikable characters um, in, in that group. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of interesting. I think they could have him go over him, or they could just have, you know, feed somebody to McDonough just to yeah. kind of strengthen him. And I think that would be the way that they should go. But the way that they should go is not often the way they do go in <laughs> WWE. Uh, speaking of that, CM Punk comes out, addresses the WWE universe again to a huge pop. Um, basically just says he's home. I mean, it didn't talk too much about anything from AEW. I don't know if he legally can, yeah. um, but uh, uh, it was kind of interesting to, to hear him say that he felt like he was home. And as they left uh, the final uh, addressing the WWE universe at the end of the night, he said, here to make money, not friends. So it's kind of interesting. Um, it got me to stick around. I was interested yeah. to see what he would do. Again, I just don't know. And, and, and maybe I'm wrong here. I think they're going to get the views either way. So it's not going to hurt him here. It just feels like you've had two appearances from CM Punk and we don't know who he's fighting. We don't, you know, I don't know if he's babyface or heel. Maybe that's hopefully to keep you tuning in to see what yeah. happens next. But again, I think there's a little bit of a lesson by the way AEW brought in CM Punk that don't slow play this thing, yeah. like get him into something. And, and I think they've missed a little bit of the mark um, by not really doing anything. I just, I don't know. I mean, see, when again, this is this is we talked about Randy Orton and kind of fantasy booking it for a year and a half. People have been fantasy booking CM Punk's oh, yeah. return to WWE for 10 years. And I don't know if anybody fantasy booked him like I hope he comes back and doesn't say a word at the end of a pay-per-view <laughs> and then finishes a WWE Raw just by saying he's home and not talking to anybody. You know, they kind of did this with uh, Bray Wyatt at, at one point in time. And I, I just don't know. I mean, I. So it's it's a strategy that they use to bring back stars and just kind of slowly play put them back in, get the initial pop, get the interest going. But uh, obviously, as a wrestling fan, I I I I would much rather see some action, some immediate heat. What's going to happen next? With you know, like you said, the Seth a Seth Rollins fantasy booking option you had earlier. I'm just a little bit like so excited and definitely going to yeah. see what CM Punk does next but a little bit underwhelmed by his return thus far. Oh, 100%. And and it's kind of a little confusing because Seth Rollins is doing something right now, right? Yeah. He's got the J, the Drew McIntyre. So it's like, I know we're, what, two months away from, from Royal Rumble? So this could be a really slow build that we all hate. You know, it could be some of these appearances. Um, obviously, he could shatter it off. He brings his wife, AJ Lee, back. Yeah. You know, I think that would be that Did would be her too. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and that's the thing. I think she's unfortunately retired, but mm. she might come back, you know. Um, you never know with these things, but yeah. man, I, I'm with you there. You know, you're expecting some confrontation, you know, something, you know, he, he left in such a big way that you'd expect when he came back, it was just going to be a bomb. And it was, you know, it was, it was a good, you know, reaction online, but he's done nothing. You know, all he's done is showing up twice, showing up twice and made it take, you know, he's here to make money. Yeah. Um, That's exactly what he's done. He's shown up twice, said what, two minutes worth of stuff. And, 
That was it. Well, that might be too. What you what you see from him is uh, maybe kind of doing the the Brock Lesnar thing, the uh, now Roman Reigns, where maybe he's a prize fighter. Maybe he's yeah. only going to be doing premium live events. He's not going to be giving away his uh, his fights on you know episodic television. And yeah. So maybe that's kind of what what's going on there. Uh, who really knows? I would love to be a fly in the wall for those contract <laughs> negotiations. Um, and, uh, so, and that part's like the least interesting part of it. Yeah, but but you got to think, him coming back, he's got to get a title shot before WrestleMania or at WrestleMania. You've got to think that had to be something they talked about. I mean, it's either Seth Rollins or or he's going after the big dog of Roman Reigns, which I think would be two phenomenal matches. Well, and I think, I think that's like, that's what I would do. That's what, you, you know, we as wrestling fans want to see. Um, but I wonder if there's kind of this hesitancy, just the way that they've brought him in to say, we're going to kind of slow bring you in, see if you can get along with the roster for two months before we give you any money, you know, I mean, not money, but, you know, give you the opportunity to make a, a big amount of money to be the next face of our company to, to you know, to hold one of those belts. Um, there might just be a hesitancy with his questionable pass as a locker room guy um, to immediately shoot him to the moon. Yeah. That is true, and but man, the the money they could make by having a real, you know, Seth Rollins versus CM Punk because they do not like each other. Yeah. You know, Seth Rollins went out of his way what a couple years ago to say he cannot stand CM Punk, and he called him by his name, Phil Brooks. He said yeah. he said he is trash. He is low. You know, he's pretty much called him every name in the book. And if you could get those guys to just bring those emotions out in programs and have them, you know, wrestle at the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or something like that. That that's huge. And can you imagine, you know, the story you could tell if right away he comes in and he takes the belt from Seth Rollins? You know, it's like he comes in after being away for so long, wins a belt, takes it away from a fighting champion. Man, the stories they could tell with that. If, if WWE fumbles this, it's that's going to be depressing. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many hot acts right now. Uh, wrestling just feels on top of the world with Randy Orton and CM Punk returning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it just add on to it um, some of the best factions they've had in WWE in a long time. And all of this kind of distracting from the fact that the hottest act that they've had and the, the biggest character that they've built in, you know, 10 years in Roman Reigns isn't even showing yeah. up. Uh, throw, a, throw in a rock a return earlier a couple months ago. Uh, didn't necessarily look like they were getting him involved with any bloodline feuds or anything like that, but there's just so much potential and so much excitement for uh, Royal Rumble when we get there about who's going to win and who's going to challenge. Um, it's it's going to be fun and ultimately disappointing when they do something predictable. Yeah, and I, and I will <laughs> say this. Something disappointing to me, L.A. Knight just got shoved all the way down to the bottom of the pecking order. He is no longer, I think, in a spot to really challenge anybody outside of mate. Who, who's the U S champ right now? Um, uh, man. Uh, Oh, Logan Paul, Logan Paul's oh, going to be fighting on SmackDown. I, I mean, you can maybe take on Logan Paul, but you know, I was fantasy booking him against Rump. No, there's too many people now that I would much rather have. And, yeah. and I think LA Knight, uh, WWE, they went for it, but I think his star has kind of his, his heat has faded. Well, it has, but I mean, how can it not when you have like like set names come back? I, I said yeah. it the night that The Rock came back, like he was for weeks and months getting the biggest ovation, and the and the energy, the building was just blown off the place uh, when LA Knight would come out. 
And then when the rock's music hits, obviously it's like that, that's that's yeah. where the energy is. They still had some excitement and, and, and energy for LA Knight. He's still you see people dressed up as LA Knight walking around the building. So he's still got uh, you know, he's still got some juice to him. I think they're just gonna have to organically move him up the card again, which is what I asked from the beginning, which yeah. I think maybe in the long run will be good for him. But again, I've I've said it before on this podcast. I've cooled a little bit on LA night, just watching his, his in ring work because it just doesn't stand out to me. Um, and so, I mean, catchphrases and stuff can get you so far, but you have to be able to put on a banger of a match. Yeah. He's put on some okay matches, but um, I, I personally, like if I'm booking at, at one point, if you ask me, uh, what would I try to book for WrestleMania? I would have built his character up and maybe to, to one at Royal rumble or something like that to get him really as hot as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, and maybe it has to do with the premium live event and losing some of those, uh, some of those matches and, and losing some of that steam. But you know, he might be fifth or sixth on my list of who I want to see take on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So, like you said, I, I think it's it's cooled down a little bit. We'll see if he can if he can organically get that going again. Uh, that'll wrap it up for this week's edition of Nuclear Heat uh, for myself, Jake Bakovin, and August Pena. Uh, thanks for lis- listening to us. Uh, we'll be back for another. Uh, episode next week we're reviewing smackdown and raw of course premium live events like we said put on pause for a couple months so we'll just be doing episodic uh weekly television um but it has been really good really fun to break it down we'll be back with you next week thanks for joining us